minutes past two o'clock. You're listening to the One Two Three Show uh, with me this Wednesday afternoon. Right, let's turn to the next bit of today's uh, program, and it's a wonderful feature made by Karen Co. Now, if you work in an office, the coronavirus pandemic has forced many of you to change the way you work, and you may be wondering if that's temporary or a permanent change. Karen Co. talks to an industrial designer to explore the future of office design. Ah, the familiar sounds of the office. After working from home for months, many people have started to go back to their offices. But while the physical look of the office might not have changed much, our mental outlook towards it has. The office used to be seen as the productive and social hub of an organisation. But what's its role in the future, and how will office design need to change? I sat down with Peter Burkle of Steelcase to find out more. I'm an industrial designer by training and I work for Steelcase as a design manager in Hong Kong based out of our Hong Kong product design studio. We have an innovation center in Hong Kong and my team, together with other teams, engineering, for example, we are designing furniture for the office and as Steelcase we are the world's largest office office furniture manufacturer and Hong Kong is one of our three studios globally. Tell us historically, well, what was the norm in office design? I mean, what was important when you were designing for an office? That's a, that's an interesting question. So given what all has happened since, um, I think, four or three months, um, I think since March, we're in a global context. So I think if I remember back, and it always feels a bit from a distant past where we kind of left off was we were still on maximizing floor plans we tried to how how many people do we get into a floor plan and how do we how do we get this these these dense environments into something that people can work as and focus at work um eventually well-being played a huge role here which it will be so in the future um, the office floor plan was literally a floor plan for everything so you went into one floor plan and you did focus work you did collaborative work there were quiet areas for rejuvenation or one-on-ones. So it was literally this kind of palette of space and you would go wherever you wanted to be in order to get your work done or you had a fixed assigned workstation. In terms of aesthetics, <laughs> I remember we were introducing a lot more colors. Right. We also thought, well, we, we, we saw um, a slightly different type of furniture moving into the floor plan, more loose furniture leading to pockets in the space that had suddenly sofas appearing or soft seating furniture still with a performance angle but they certainly introduced a lot more colors different textiles patterns etc yeah it seemed like when i went to people's offices things seemed to be a lot more casual like more cozy you know more sort of co-working feel well i think i I, i'm not sure if they (laughs) i I would think there's still performance spaces and people still work in those spaces um very focused one of the big things, um, maybe the biggest and, and most rapid change since the pandemic was, of course, working from home. And, you know, it was really like the, the instant exodus out of the office. It wasn't something that organizations said, oh, let's put together a committee to study this and file a report in three months time. It happened within, in some cases, a week. And surprisingly, for many jobs and organizations, it works. Do, do you think that working from home is here to stay? 
that's I guess the big question we're all asking ourselves. And you're right, there was um, this time not a, not a committee debating for <laughs> for several months if working from home is eventually allowed for one day per week. Um, I think we all remember this when working from home was more a perk. Right. And there was eventually a policy that was debating and deciding if that would actually work. In fact, here there there was an evolution that was out of question. It was pretty much forced onto everyone. And you're right, it was forced overnight. So there was not really. Um, time to think about that it was in fact do it or or just don't work anymore or your business doesn't work anymore so yes working from home for now it is pretty much still forced even though we have economies opening up in different parts of the world but it is still currently the now in in that now we are right now it is considered the normal um and you're right i think the big learning is that it actually works. A lot of organizations have realized um, that working from home is actually working. There is not not a significant drop in productivity levels. Um, remarkably, a lot of jobs can be done from working from home. And um, we believe at Steelcase it is here to stay. We will see in what capacity uh, that will, with all the data we're getting and as we're talking to customers we're seeing there's data that that is about to crystallize so it is definitely here to stay again it's a question of in what capacity we will still have office around right but we also think that the role of the office might actually change well let's talk more about that what does this whole situation mean for how companies are thinking about their office space we're kind of broke it down into three ways that we're seeing um rolling out here and um, depending on where we are in the world and what situation your city or your or that that country you live in is is particularly in um, you're maybe a little bit further down the line or you're still dealing with with with, with the first wave but these were waves we're um, considering them and the first wave would be retrofit the second wave we consider as a reconfigure phase and then the th uh, third wave uh, we would call a reinvent if we're double clicking on these waves, what that means is the first wave retrofit. This is where we see um, immediate challenges in the office. So imagine you go back to your office that you left um, four months ago. Four months ago, basically yes. an untouched space, a right. bit of time capsule there. And um, you would go back and you still find that old world, but you figure out very quickly that this is actually really not so much working. We, again, I mentioned earlier high density spaces, so suddenly. <laughs> you are um, sitting very up close with each other. But it's also challenges that facility managers, facility management teams can identify fairly quickly and then can start hacking their space in a, in a very retrofitable manner. Right. So they don't have to change everything straight away? Not straight away, not straight yeah. away. I think there's also a lot of um, logistics uh, involved in, in these things. So, But in order, we call it try to hack your space so that make it actually work again and then you can start learning so what we're seeing in these first um, examples is barriers shieldings um, social social distancing or at least um, office trying distancing. to create, yeah exactly trying to create more space in between workstations that's a bit of a challenge depending on where you are we're in Hong Kong <laughs> we know that we live in very tight spaces and we work in very tight spaces so eventually we have we might have an emphasis on shields and barriers um, again, this is th those are quick solutions that are being installed on on the existing furniture or in the existing space, and they're just they're just there to basically bring that space back online and help then the organization to figure out okay what works and what matters versus what 
works and what doesn't matter um, before we're moving on into the second wave. Mm. And so tell us about the second wave. So the second wave reconfigure, this is where we think, um, imagine the space has come to life, so to say, and people actually start working again. And the HR department's starting to work as well. And here we're seeing that um, HR departments go into conversations with the workforce and basically getting to them to know again. And what we're seeing here is this, this, this uncovered conversation of what are the worries, what are the deep fears that are being brought into a space, maybe starting already with your commute. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So this is where we see um, organizations listening and observing a lot what the workforce feels and says and um, how they also reflect on, these, on, on all these new um, changes. And from there, you will be able to figure out, okay, what are the next step of measurements we need to do? And eventually they stay a bit longer in place. So they might be then considered from a different material. They have a more permanent nature to it. At some point, and with these learnings going forward, then organizations will be able to make bigger changes and um, obviously trying to go on to the long haul. That seems like a new thing, like that relationship between employees and uh, their their employers and also their office space. I mean, people in the past, I don't think, felt much emotion about their office space. They just felt like, do I have somewhere to sit? And, okay, am I near a window? Or do you, th do you think this pandemic has really changed the way people um, feel about the space that they're, they're going to occupy? I think in a fundamental way it has, or at least added uh, attributes to that. So, for example, we have to keep in mind that over the last four months, we have gone through an educational... Um, learning curve where we got educated on virus transmissions, um, droplets, how they fly, aerosols, how long they stay in the air. So we have been charged with a lot more knowledge than before on a topic that we uh, probably never thought we would have to worry about. But so just coming from that angle, I think the office where it is obvious that you have a lot of very different people in a high density space, I think there will be for sure some new lenses to workforce is actually looking at the workspace. However, I would think that even before COVID, for a lot of people, the office space mattered more than just a seat or just worrying if I have if I have a seat. So I think for a lot of people went to the office and will go back to the office for the same reason. Is it weaving social fabric? Is it meeting your colleagues? Um, yes, you can do a very good amount of focus work from home, but we know that there is there is value in connecting with people. And again, we will go to the office for the same reasons, socializing, yeah. working company culture. Um, but we might go there for only doing that in the future. Oh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, we have a third wave, the reinvent wave. And I think this is where we see coming out of the, sec of the first two waves, uh, we will have learnings, organizations will have learnings and this will be a time where organizations will actually make changes and based out of uh, based on these learnings and these changes may have nothing to do with a virus being around threatening anymore we hope of course we all hope it's over at some point but those are simply changes that being made for 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 example optimizing your space so if you really decide as an organization okay i can have let's say 30% of my workers working from home either this is their main work mode and they come into the office only once once a week or maybe twice a week or you have workers that are rotating through in a, in, a, in a every day one day or maybe every week four days so i guess there's a lot of flexibility in, in going um, 
going forward. But if you realize this, you can also then say, okay, I don't need all this real estate anymore. Right. So we have to just simply be, you know, <laughs> look at this with a very realistic pair of pair of eyes. So yeah. it's it's very well, um, very well weird that the, that the actual commercial real estate gets a bit of um, questioning there. That does not mean necessarily that we will see less companies in one building. Mm -hmm. We might actually see more. Okay, so, but in smaller spaces. In smaller spaces, eventually. So eventually, we're getting more diversity, and in that sense, you know, um, everyone at the beginning of the pandemic, I think, was waiting for things to go back to the way they used to be. You know, go back to normal, as we say. Do Do you think that now that is just not going to happen. We're not really going to go back in terms of work space and work culture to the way it was before February, March, 2020. Yeah, I think that that's a good question. And uh, in fact, a lot of people ask me that actually, <laughs> I, I don't think I have a super straight answer. And I think if I would know it, then yeah, who knows? Right. Um, so I guess people will go back to the office at some point, but in a different fashion. Um, for different purposes, maybe for more dedicated purposes. Maybe it doesn't have to be the, you have to be there five days a week, eight hours. Ideally, workers get a bit more choice here and eventually we can design our days <clears throat> and our time based on where do we want to be, where do we have to be in order to get work done. If I go to an office and I check eight hours emails, I can do that from home and I save the commute. I have a bit more time with my family. So, I would hope there's more flexibility into this in the future. And is it a chance really for companies to to evolve and innovate? I would think so. I would think so. Um, I think there is a lot of a lot of um, potential to actually innovate. And is it again, is it on work policy and how we work? Um, we probably will see innovation also in on the actual space. We, we mentioned air quality. So if we're building in the future an office, new office spaces, we might actually go seeing more investment going to air filters and air cons that work in a certain way. We might also, and in, in relation to that, see innovation on space, cert space certificates. We already have certificates when a space is certified for a certain, after certain well-being factors. So how a company eventually deals with post-pandemic post-virus or in a time where the virus is still around and it needs to be managed, I think companies just practically on that side will have to innovate. How do I eventually sanitize in a space regularly? What are the protocols I have to, have to, pro have to implement? How do I sanitize the space every two hours if that is a requirement? And again, I believe it comes back to starting to talk to your workforce. What are the real issues what are the fears that people are bringing in i think we're observing really interesting interesting things just on the street how people for example in hong kong we're seeing people on the street with these tiny little air purifier devices around yes. their necks we can argue back and forth if that makes a difference for sure it makes mentally a difference it is a totem of safety it makes them and feel that comfortable is, mm. that is eventually at this point all that matters right it's the same when we're wearing face masks and we had a lot of debates in the beginning if that works, if that really helps. We're, we're already at a point where the face mask, we're wearing a face mask to make other people eventually comfortable. Right, right. And I think that is not to underestimate. Yeah, yeah. Well, all interesting things to watch. So, Peter, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts with us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And that was Peter Burkle speaking uh, to Karen Coe about the future of office designs. Mm.